I'm mailing about at the Tribeca Film Festival with Norman Reedus, starring in Mascada. Hi, Norman. Hi, babe. So good to see you. We're both sitting here in the sun on the rooftop of Playwrights. It's beautiful out. It's a great New York day. Yeah. Have you ordered a beer? I haven't had a beer. I had a Cobb salad and a water. I'm playing it cool for a while. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to do the healthy living thing now, so, you know... It's good. Yeah. Speaking of healthy living, before we talk about the movie, I read that you did a Lexus commercial, and you did all your own driving. Tell me about that. Well, my own driving. It, it. I mean, it was on a green screen, so all I did was move my hands back and forth. You know what I mean? And it was actually for a car that it's a, a hybrid car that hasn't been made yet. So we had to take the uh, the body style of another similar car and you know put those lights around it, you know, for green screen and so forth, so that you know they can register where you know. This button does this, and the wheel turns at this angle, and and uh, it was interesting. I'd never really done anything like that. But you remember how BMW did those commercials with Clive with Bowen? Clive Bowen? Yeah, yeah. It's it's sort of like that, but it's an interactive thing where you you as a and an internet user can sit on the computer and be the guy that I'm talking to standing next to me. So I'm like, do I make a left, make a right, you know? And, then I, and I'm really violent about. It. I'm like, make a decision, like you know, I'm like I'm very angry driver, and you know. And I'm, um, you know, so I'm like, what? You know, you're the babysitter. Like, I'm, I'm very rude about it. So, which is kind of, I thought it was kind of dope. You know, that's so much fun. I really liked you as well, and it was a cool premise. And I'd never done anything like that. So, and you know, I guess so. The green part of it is that you're in a green screen. No, it's. I mean, it's a hybrid car. You know, and it's. Uh, we had a, a Lexus through this thing. Uh, that was uh, two points of view debating, and Sarah Silverman uh, uh, was the moderator between it. It was a very fun night. Um, uh, but yeah, it's a, you know it's 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 a, you know an, an environmentally conscious uh, vehicle. So it was you know nice to be part of that as well. Fantastic! Now you had your premiere last night. So uh, did you go out partying until the wee hours? No, you know I, I probably left like eleven, eleven thirty. I, I I was pretty good because I, I had a big day today, and then um, I. Uh, Meeting on another film, and then I, I do ADR for Hawaii Five O in like 20 minutes, and then tomorrow morning I, I fly to Berlin to do a film with Christian Albert, who I did Pandorum with. So I'm like, I'm just, I'm too busy to, to party, basically. ADR on Hawaii Five O. Now, for people who don't know what ADR means, what is that? It's where you you, you look at a giant screen, and uh, in case there were sound difficulties, you know, like a plane goes overhead when you're speaking or something, you repeat that line, and they dub it on your voice, and you try to match what you did. On, on the day. Yeah. Kind of like looping? It's looping, same thing. Oh, okay. A little fancier word for looping. <laughs> so what's your role in Hawaii Five-0? How exciting. Uh, I'm a bad guy that uh, I die in the pilot, or do I? You know, it's like that kind of a situation. Um, but it was cool. It was, I, I, I'm an Irish Irishman uh, in Hawaii. But, you know, the deal is like with the original show, McGarrett became McGarrett because I, uh, this one bad guy killed his father, so he went back to Hawaii where he was born to track down this one guy. And then, you know, as the series went on, he solved crime while it's still in the back of mind. He's looking for this one dude, so it's a brother team um, of Irishmen. Uh, so he's, you know, who murdered his father, so he's looking for us. So, you know, I, I think I pop up probably, I'll probably pop up like mid-season again. Like, did he die? Did he not die? Somewhere around there. So in a dream sequence, perhaps. Well, I mean, you know, you know. You you don't see me die. You see me dying. So, it, you know, t the world of television or movies, you know, you don't... Did he really die? Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just watched that movie, um, uh, Sherlock Holmes, 
you know, and the guy dies and he comes back. You know, it's like it happens all the time. And the guy, it's actually the writers of Lost, and we we filmed it actually in Hawaii in that valley where they shot like Lost and Jurassic Park. So there was giant dinosaur footprints on the ground everywhere. It was really cool. That is hysterical. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was a blast to do. And, and I'd never been to Hawaii, so. Did you get your surf on? I didn't have time to surf, you know, um, and I don't know how to surf. I'd love to learn how to surf, but it looks like such a blast. But uh, I, I didn't get, get time to surf, and you know, the, I brought my girlfriend, who's who's from Hawaii. So no way. Down with Hawaii, yeah, it was cool. It was, it was really cool. So you got a girlfriend from Hawaii, but you never met the folks, obviously. And to top it off, I have a grandfather who's no longer with us that was married to a girl in Hawaii. He was in the Navy, and and supposedly in one of the museums on the Big Island, there's a hand woven tapestry of my grandfather in a sailor outfit covered in tattoos during the wedding ceremony and then that that lady died and he uh, jumped a boat changed his last name which the spelling of my name's a little different than the original spelling but uh, and then he moved to Sicily and married I think it was Sicily or I think it was Sicily married an Italian lady and had my father that makes sense yeah. Wow, did you do that whole lineage on your own? How did you find that out? Um, you know, I became friends, like, you know, better friends with my father um, right before he passed away. And uh, and he sort of introduced me to different stories and stuff. And uh, I have a little sister who's, like, been, you know, sort of doing the research. And we've been trying to figure out, you know, where we're from and who we're related to and stuff like that. So it's it's been a work in progress over the last, you know, 15 years, but but uh, we're starting to get it down, you know, but I'm just finding out little stories, and I recently had a, a relative of mine contact me from Afghanistan, who is uh, wow. he's like a black ops helicopter pilot and stuff, he's like kind of a badass, but he he, he recently contacted me and, and has been telling me stories, like he knows more about my immediate family than I do, you know, so uh, it's been an interesting two weeks as I, you know he actually sent me a hookah from Afghanistan in a black box with a with a padlock on it and I'm like who the hell gets away with that oh yeah you uh you you're like you know with Blackwater and stuff or whatever I'm like ah you know but he's he was really cool when I met him he and his wife and uh yeah, so I'm, I'm learning all this weird stuff about myself. That's fantastic, and I, I assume once you know all this stuff, it changes you in many ways. Well, you know, you know, um, yeah, I, I, I think maybe. I just, you know, I have a lot of unanswered questions, uh, you know, in, in my immediate family, and you know, where I'm from, what I, you know, there's a lot of unanswered. And I was one of those kids that moved around a lot, and uh, you know, left home at an early age, and you know, I've lived all over the planet so I'm trying to piece it all and now that I have a son you know I'm trying to know things and pass it on you know so yeah, stuff yeah. like that I guess I want to talk to you a little bit about Muscada before they take you away um, tell me about your role and 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 working with uh, Meryl Streep's daughter how cool is that and Jonathan Tucker yeah I mean I, you know I knew Nick Stahl ahead of time and I always I always thought he was a really good actor um, so I knew what he would bring to the table I met Grace on the film and she was great in it um, Jonathan was really good everybody was really good in the film and you know I had done a series of films uh, I was doing something right before this film like I mean like the day before we started shooting I can't remember what it was maybe it was The Conspirator but uh um, it, it, I wanted to be part of no, maybe it was Boondock 2 it's one of those but um, we recently talked on the phone for that one yeah maybe it was that one but but uh, I wanted to be part of an ensemble cast and, I, and it seemed to me like 
yeah, I mean, I like characters that are part of the story. It's not like about you. It's about you're blending into a, a story, and I think that's it's important to see movies like that or be part of movies like that. You know, and you know what I mean. And and I just I like the way the script flowed, and it had a good vibe and a good pacing to it. And you know, it was like it, it seemed some, something cool to do. And plus, it was you know a train ride, a train ride away, so I didn't have to fly anywhere. You know. Was, Are you afraid to fly? No, I just I've, I've done so many movies this year, you know, and and in the last year that I just uh, yeah, I've been constantly on the run, you know. It's like uh, I've been everywhere, so you know, it was, it was nice to do a, a, a movie close to home, and it's nice to have a movie in Tribeca, you know, close to home. So this is your year, Norman, and you also have a DVD coming out from Beatniks, which was like released twenty million years ago. Yeah, I don't even know if it was really released. It was kind of you know held on to, but uh, it was done many years ago. But it's, it's the Beatniks has gotten this huge surge of popularity lately, which is. Uh, you know, I gotta I give a shout out to the Boondock Betty's because you know they helped me out on that one. There's a group of girls that are you know just friends and movie fans and they're very cool. So shout out to the Boondock Betty's. Um, but uh, yeah, you know that, that the Beatniks has has uh, gotten all this popularity and it's, and it's great because I really love that film. You know, Elodie Boucher is such an amazing actress. Like you know you couldn't help but fall in love with her on the film. She's like. You know, very cool, and you know Eric Roberts and oh, Mark yeah. Boone Jr. It was it was a dope cast, and it was a cool, fun, quirky, independent film, and then it's sexy. It's like it's got elements of it that are very sexy. So I'm happy that people are seeing that finally. You know, because I hope a lot of people see that film. You know, and it fits you in so many ways because you're a poet and you're artistic, and you know you're sort of sitting here looking very beatnik to me. Right, right. right. <laughs> um, I don't. You know, I can barely speak English, babe. So. You know, um, you know, no, it's 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 yeah. I mean, I'm an artist, I guess. I hate when people call themselves artists. I want to punch them in the face. But um, you know, I mean, I do a lot of stuff. You know, uh, sculptures and painting and photography. And I, you know, at, at www.bigballthehead.com. Uh, I know you're working on something I really great. Myself. <laughs> um, yeah. No. No. I. You know, I've been selling uh, three short films that I directed and shot and edited and stuff that. Uh, or on that DVD, and I've, I've probably made like $2,500 for Haiti Relief from that website, you know, and that's a lot of Boondock Betty stuff, uh, promoting that, but, uh, um, yeah, so, you know, it's, I do a lot of stuff, I don't know if I'm as eloquent as, uh, as a poet, but, uh, you know. And you've got Dark Harbor. Tell me about this. This is. Uh, are you going to be shooting that next? No, I already finished Dark Harbor. That's with uh, Alan Rickman and Polly Walker, and it's sort of a like knife in the water. You know that film? It's it's sort of this love triangle that spins in the opposite direction you think it's spinning. Sort of. So it's, a, it's a, another very sexy film. Yeah. You're on the sex train, obviously, lately. <laughs> yeah, in movies, not in my life. <laughs> yeah, no, it's you know that's it's. Uh, I do have some sexy stuff out there, but uh, it's not me. That's, I'm just saying other people's lines and stuff. But uh, come uh, on, you have to, you have to, you don't have to dig that deep to feel sexy. Uh, I would you, assume you'd you'd be surprised. <laughs> you would be totally. I'm, right now, I just I'm, I'm just wondering if there's cop salad stuck in my teeth. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you know, thing, it's been a good year, and you know, I got to say, Tribeca is my favorite festival out of all the festivals. You know, it's right around the corner from my house. Uh, I like the premise that the festival started. You know, um, you know, you know, it was for 9/11. That you know, to bring some love back to you know Tribeca, which you know, 
it's it's cool and, it, and I like the fact that you know this festival when it happens I see a film I haven't seen yet or heard of and it's a quality film like it's you know they're not trying to just do like you know there's a lot of festivals that start out independent and then they end up with like you know you know Independence Day Part 4 you know so this is uh, it, it keeps it real so to speak and, and it's you know and I'm, I'm impressed by the the quality of people and the quality of films I see here so you know well, check out Mascara, now playing at Tribeca Film Festival. Lovely to see you, as always, Norman. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, babe. <laughs> always news. Always refreshing. Always candid. Always billing about. Robin Milling delivers what celebrities are saying to you. To you. To you.